All right, everybody, welcome back. This is episode five. Um, I've forgotten what the intro is. <laughs> I've forgotten the intro. everyone and welcome back to our podcast tales from the table i'm cloud the dungeon master and creator of this adventure and around our virtual table we have athanasius flower and kate <laughs> and no one else <laughs> just just long okay, you can silence. Edit that silence right <laughs> and kate. nope we're leaving it <laughs> we're gonna double the silence so, who wants to give a summary of what happened last time? Oh, I can do that. Oh, okay. Go for it. Uh, we went to headquarters. Um, Flower got accosted by the gate sentry for not having pants. She, she got a kilt, and then we went to get our signing bonus and purchased the supplies that we needed uh, from the company headquarters, which actually ended up costing the exact same amount as our signing bonus, so we didn't actually get a signing bonus. Strange how that works. Yeah, we got majorly fleeced because apparently uniforms cost five gold each, which is rubbish. And then we went to the Juicy Cheese Bar, which uh, turned out to be a fondue place. Flower had beer for the first time. Athens had mead. Caden made everybody tea, including a bugbear. The bugbear, whose name was Targ? Tarnation. Tarn. Tarn. Uh, The bugbear, whose name was Tarn, uh, pointed us in the direction of somebody who knew something about some interesting goings-ons in the uh, area around us. And that's where we ended. All right, thanks. Yeah, that's an excellent summary. Uh, Just because I forgot to ask last time, Flower, how do you feel about uh, tasting beer for the first time? Um, it's... The taste isn't great, and he definitely doesn't know to to sort of sip it to, and savor it so he just downed the last several ones so he's feeling a little a little on the dizzy side not, a little tingly not, think, yeah a little giggly yes <laughs> okay got a slight tingling sensation in the fingers there so you guys uh yeah you just finished uh talking to tarn and uh, he left for the night, but uh, he pointed out uh, a woman who he had been talking to previously, um, this human woman uh, who's sitting at one of the other tables with a big pot of fondue, and she's got like three squirrely kids. Um, and Tarn mentioned that he'd been hearing a lot of like weird stories from other people. Um, he'd heard the story of uh, your famous uh, fog cloud incident uh, during your mock combat. Uh, that word of that spread pretty quickly among, like, the Roskill and Associates people. Um, but yeah, he pointed out this woman, so what are you going to do? The first thing I'd like to do, everyone's been talking about a lot of weird magic stuff, so I'm curious if anything's coming straight from her. I want to channel divinity and sense, um, what exactly can I sense? The presence of any sort of wild magic within 60 feet of me. Oh, yeah, so you're you're using your divine sense. Oh yeah, that's that's the one. Yeah. Too many divide names. Yeah, paladins. I know. Oh. Paladins. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, you can sort of like uh, open your senses to kind of try to see if you can feel uh, anything or anyone in the area that may uh, have been altered by raw magic. Um, yeah. Yeah. So when you do that, uh, you don't really feel anything coming from her or from anybody else uh, in the uh, Juicy Cheese Bar, except uh, for the two people sitting next to you. Uh, they, Yeah, I know, right? Uh, Athen and Caden both light up like Christmas trees. And I, I look over and I'm like, oh, oh shit. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> you light up like a Christmas tree too, so... And you already knew Caden yeah. was magical. I did not know Athens was, though. You did not. So I sort of say in a quiet voice, I'm like, Athens, you, you got it you too? No way. <clears throat> have, have, have what? <laughs> the, mm, the, the thing Caden's got too. And, and me, actually. We can, we can talk about it in a quieter place. He just kind of nods and then continues to sip his mead. Do we want to go talk to the woman? Athens uh, nods vigorously, but he doesn't want to go over and talk to her by himself. Alright. Flower stands up and he does that thing where you don't realize sort of how much alcohol has affected you until you stand up and he's like oh! And sits back down again and then stands up a little more carefully and he's like, okay, let's go. Caden hides behind them, which is an ability. Also easy, because they're big. We're both quite big. How big is Flower again? I forget. Oh, jeez. Um, six feet-ish. About six feet standing up, stretched out. It's like 12, oh, yeah. 13 feet. So I'm actually taller than Flower by a little bit. Yeah, and you've yeah. got like horns, and you've got one of those... You know what silver dragons look like, bro. They've got that crest. Yeah. So if you count the crest, you're probably like... Six, five. Yeah, Mundo tall. He's really tall. But some of it's crest. So. Some of it's crest. It's like counting somebody's like spiked mohawk. It's like, does that count? I don't know. I'm also thick. Sure. Yeah, I am. I weigh 280 pounds. <laughs> it's all muscle. Even all though you muscle. spent your whole life in a library. <laughs> Getting ripped, lifting, lifting books. I mean, I had to do something while I was I just worked out while I was reading books. <laughs> bro, bro, bro. You're just like you're just like pumping with one arm while you like you read with a book in the other hand. Yeah. <laughs> Not even pumping iron, I'm just pumping the other books. Oh my god. Oh, the other uh, people in the library must have loved you. You know what? I stayed in shape and I learned languages. Yeah, and now you have a fantastic chiseled body. You need to stop Got being handsy body. with the other patrons in the bar, though. Jeez. Yo, he likes them muscles. You can't. You, the merchandise you can you can see, but you can't touch. Yes, he, he especially likes flowers muscles. He is fascinated by like the tail muscles. Yeah, we've gotten that <laughs> impression. All right, get a move on, you guys. All right. Okay, so we go over to this woman and her kids kevin kevin's just pouting because he wants it to be another guy whose muscles he can touch and instead it's a lady with kids it's just very how muscly is this lady (laughs) you know she um pretty muscly like not like fighter muscly but like you know does a lot of outside work probably muscly um and you know has to like 
toss three children around muscly. Yeah, she's not like some like skinny stick figure of a lady. Like she's she's got some brawn. The kids actually look over. They notice uh, you guys coming over. She's maybe a little more distracted, trying to keep them from like eating the crayons um, and like dipping their siblings in the fondue pot. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's three kids. Um, the oldest is a girl. Um, and she looks like she's maybe like a young teenager. And then there are two younger boys. And uh, they kind of look over uh, as you guys start walking towards their table. And like, the boys are instantly like, snake man! And they're like, oh my god, it's a snake, it's a snake. And like, they've got, they just like rush flower. They have like no sense of decorum. They've got like sticky cheese, like all over their entire bodies, but they're like, oh boy. They're like, oh my god. I make some sort of saving throw because I'm a little tipsy? <laughs> I don't think so. I think these kids just run up. They're like, oh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Mr. You're a snake. Are you really a snake? Oh my god, are those four arms? Oh my god, do you have a tail? Do am. you have scales? Do you have big teeth? Can I see your teeth? Oh my yeah, god, they're so big. I grab both of them in my big arms and like lift them up to see and then I sort of like open my jaw until like my, it sort of Oh, what's that? What's it called? Unhinges? Yeah. Holy moly. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, my God. Your fangs are so big. Oh, my God. You've got a forked tongue. It's purple. Your tongue is purple. Do you know your tongue is purple? <laughs> no way. What are your tongue? Your tongues are yellow. You've eaten a lot of cheese. <laughs> yeah, they stick out their tongues. They're like, ah, la, 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 la. Really <laughs> their tongues are put them down, cheese. but they sort of still stick to me. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of stuck to you. Jeez. <laughs> And Cannon I think at this point, their mom has noticed uh, that uh, her children have have uh, run over to a giant four-armed snake and that the snake has picked them up and has suspended them over his open mouth. <laughs> 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 and she kind of goes, oh, my, oh, no, 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 no. And uh, she kind of comes over and she's like, uh, Oswin, Oswin, uh, bug, come back here. Uh, don't, uh, don't touch strangers. What have I told you about not touching strangers? And they're like, they're like, oh yeah, oh yeah, we're not, we're not supposed to touch strangers, but, uh, you're really cool. Okay, bye. And they run back. And they don't table. give a shit about the dragonborn, huh? <laughs> no, man, they've seen dragonborn, your old hat. They've Yo, seen dragonborn. dragonborn are rare. Eh, they're not that. I mean, around here, yeah, whatever. You're not nearly as exciting. Your second fiddle to Flower. He's bright yellow. He's got big teeth. That's okay. Athens understands. Flower has some nice muscles. It's true. <laughs> His teeth are bigger than yours. His tail is bigger than yours. That's true. Literally all tail, so yeah. It's true. <laughs> it would be hard tail for... Tail all the way down. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. From the waist down, he's all tail. <laughs> I sort of, like, follow them over to the tail table awkwardly, and I'm like... Hi, uh, you were talking with Tarn, right? Nice, nice bugbear with the the eye patch. Oh, uh, yeah, I was talking with Tarn. Who uh, are who are you? Uh, I'm Flower, and then I look over. At, um, <laughs> don't see Caden. I'm like, um, well, there, there there were three of us. I pop out from like behind a chair. I'm Caden. Oh, uh, nice to meet you, Caden. Uh, I'm Alma. Athens. And he reaches out a hand. Nice to meet you too, sir. Ugh, I'm sorry about the kids. 
you know how kids are. They just, they get in everything and, and they get really excited when we come here because they really like the cheese. I mean, to be frank, we all love the cheese. It's, uh, it's kind of the best thing in town. That's okay. I understand the desire to feel flowers muscles. That's an awkward thing to say in front of a stranger you've just met, but you're clearly some sort of uh, foreigner with fancy ways. Nah, I just really like muscles. Okay. <laughs> she doesn't know what else to say to that. She's kind of like, uh, okay, giant snake picked up my kids. Kids are fine, though. They're back to eating cheese and crayons, so they're fine. Um, so we heard you uh, were hearing some stories about some weird stuff going on. In the, in the woods, specifically. Yeah, at that, she actually, like, perks up, and she's like, really? She's like, everybody else around here thinks I'm crazy. Nobody else will listen to me. Uh, I, I was talking to Tarn. I, I know he's he's new here in town, and uh, he, he seemed to be interested in what I was saying, too. Uh, but, you know, uh, the local people around here, they're, you know, used to disregarding weird rumors and stuff. But I swear, you know, there's something really fishy going on in the woods north of town. I, I don't know how long you guys have been around here or, like, how well you know the area. Looks like you might be new hires at the company. She's kind of looking at Flower's uniform. Yeah. She's like, I don't know how much you've been talking to other people, but like, you know, obviously things, they have been, you know, bad since the calamity. I mean, they've been bad everywhere for everybody. Like, everybody knows that. But three months ago, things started to get like way weirder around here. I, I, I'm sorry, I, I should have introduced myself a little more properly first. I, I live... Uh, on a farm just outside of town. Uh, I, I work the farm there and I, I raise my kids. And um, everyone around here knows that three months ago, all of a sudden in the middle of the night, there was this earthquake, this really bad earthquake. And like, that's weird. Cause like, we don't get earthquakes around here. Like you hear about it sometimes like down, like in the South, uh, of the country or like other places but like not here and like all of a sudden in the middle of the night it was it was terrifying the ground was shaking and the the walls were trembling and I grabbed my kids and I ran outside and uh you know everyone was really confused like you know why was there an earthquake but my cousin Osmond he was in the woods in the hills north of town he's like a hunter and he was camping out there uh, on a hunting trip and the night of the earthquake he said things got really weird like really fast like it wasn't just an earthquake like there were rock slides and and a whole bunch of animals were just like running everywhere terrified and he like ran for his life because he was pretty sure like the whole forest was going to come crashing down around his ears and he, when he looked up he saw all these flashes of light in the sky and like weird stuff was happening when Osman told me that all the townsfolk we were kind of worried about what had happened with the earthquake and you know when we we went to you know try to investigate and and see what was up and try to check out the area around there in the hills but when we got there the company the one you guys just got hired for Roskill and Associates they they're kind of new in town and they moved in about 3 months ago and they set up 
like a perimeter in the woods. They won't let anybody through around there to try to check out what's going on. And there's definitely something that they're covering up back there in the woods. That sounds terrible. I know. It's it's really nefarious. Kidding is confused. <laughs> I thought you said no one believed you. They they don't believe that um that there's something bigger going on. They just think that the company is being officious and and bureaucratic and trying to keep people out. But I I swear I, there were there was light in the sky. It was more than just a normal earthquake. There's something going on. Well, as members of Roscoe and Associates, is there anything we can do to to help you out and your cousin? I mean, if you like, I I don't know if like you have access like to do anything to help, but like if you could get back in there and you could figure out what was going on and like. Like, I'm worried it might be something dangerous. Like, I got kids. Like, I gotta think about their future. And, like, what if it's something really bad that's back in there that could get out and hurt all of us? Okay. Well, if, if we're able to, we'll we'll check that out and let you know. Well, th- thanks just for listening to me. I mean, I've been, you know, trying to tell people and get people to pay attention for months and months. And nobody really listens for, for very long. I mean, everybody knows there was an earthquake, but... Nobody really cares more or thinks it's a threat, but I'm I'm sure there's something more going on. I know there is. Can I do an insight check at this point? Yeah, sure. 13. Okay. Um what exactly are you trying to figure out? Like if she's being truthful or Yeah, how how sane and coherent she is. Ah. Yeah. Um she seems like someone who's kind of stressed out, but she doesn't seem like a lunatic. And she definitely doesn't seem like she's lying. She seems like she's being sincere. All right. Uh, Athens kind of nods and looks at Flower and Caden. And he says, well, we have to go meet the captain tomorrow morning. How about we look into this after that? I don't think we can do anything until after we meet her and figure out what... Who knows? We might just get get sent that way by the captain. Eh, Perhaps. Yeah, you don't know. She said that you're meeting with her tomorrow uh, to discuss your first assignment. All right. Well, uh, I mean, we'll check it out if we can, I guess. Oh, yeah, we'll see thanks. what we can do. Yeah, Oswin th- Bug, you. I'll see you around. Uh, what was your name? Sort of smile at the the older girl. Yeah, she's been pretty quiet till now. Um, but she's like, oh, uh, I'm Mandy. Uh, it's nice to meet you, Mr. Snake. I'm Flower. Hi. Oh, hi. Hi. Okay, bye. Ending conversations is not our forte on this podcast. Yeah. No, it's not. We have to work on that. <laughs> How do you end a conversation? You're just like, okay, bye now. Like, thanks for the information, helpful NPC. Oh, yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. It's like, I think, I think Athens would look at them and say, we should probably turn in for the night and see what we can do in the morning. All right. I'll find uh, Millie. Was that the the hostess's name? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if you guys settle the tab. Yeah, if you guys want, you can you can pay up with Millie, and she'll uh, she'll show you upstairs to a room, and uh, it's like a decent sized room. Uh, There's only one bed in it though, so like some of you are gonna have to kip on the floor maybe, unless you want to like snuggle. Please, please, please don't have don't please. Spare. No, Athens volunteers to sleep on the floor. He's been like, okay, 
camping out basically since the calamity. So what does Lara want to do? Um, he's just gonna coil up. Awesome. So Caden gets to bed. I was gonna say it's a large bed too. <laughs> he spreads his arms and legs out as far as he can. <laughs> it's maybe like sideways on it. <laughs> yeah, it's like a queen sized bed, but like a human queen sized bed. So like you're a halfling, so like it's a big bed for you. I'm so happy. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm gonna ask Athens really quick. It's like, so I totally sensed magic off of you or something. What was that all about? He says, yeah, I, uh, I was trained in magic before the Calamity, and I kept some semblance of that afterwards. Oh, okay. I, I've found a couple magical powers of my own. I don't, I don't really know what they are, but I can, I can heal people a little bit. It's really cool and, and sense things. Funny how we all met up. I, uh, I can sense things too. <gasps> Maybe we're the same. Maybe. Maybe we are. I just imagine, like, Caden laying under the covers and, like, breathing in and sucking the covers in and then blowing out and the covers kind of, like, floating above the bed for a second. <laughs> like a cartoon. Dust him up a little yeah, bit. Like a cartoon. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. He's just chillaxing, relaxing. Well, you guys get a long rest in, heal up all those hit points, regain all those spell slots, all those abilities. I don't think you really used much i used one yeah fog cloud <laughs> flower flower laid hands on himself <laughs> with his mini arms i think at one point <laughs> that's specifically the only hands they work with <laughs> oh nice you have you have to use land hands with the, the i mini have to ones? use the little the little baby hands <laughs> i love it <laughs> okay all right well cool well in the morning you guys are free to go back to uh Company headquarters, you know that's uh, where you're going to be meeting with Britannia. Kate okay, wants cheese for breakfast. <laughs> sure, I mean... so constipated. Start for breakfast or do you still have to pay for stuff? I mean, you guys can just... Is breakfast with the room? Mm-hmm, continental. Sure. Uh, but the thing is, uh, since it's the Juicy Cheese Bar Inn and Tavern, fondue is the only thing they make, so you also get fondue for breakfast. <laughs> A breakfast yeah, there's like a like breakfast fondue cheese. bar. It's like one of those bars. Like cheese those in the name and you bars. only got fondue cheese? It's juicy cheese, not just any cheese. Exactly. Yeah, it's the so juicy just... cheese bar, it's in the name. I think uh, Athens <laughs> makes makes himself a little bit of fondue, but then he uh, he cold breaths it, so it kind of, that cheese kind of like hardens on it. Ew, <laughs> gross. It like congeals? Bro, you realize that melted cheese, if you cool it down, doesn't turn back into, like, normal cheese. Yeah, but he wants something cold for breakfast. He doesn't want something warm for breakfast. Okay. Kitten begrudgingly eats the fondue because he expected normal cheese for breakfast. Nope, it's only fondue cheese. But, like, there's, like, several different pots of it, like, laid out, like, like a breakfast bar at a hotel. And there's, like, different mm. kinds. There's, like, white cheese. Ooh, do they have yeah, pepper jack? Yeah, sure. They've got pepper everything. Sure, why not? It's a fantasy. But you can't make pepper jack normal. You can have anything you dream. As long as it's fondue. Yeah, only fondue. <laughs> but any type of fondue, even if that doesn't exist maybe in reality. Is this magic? Well, it's not magic, elevators? but it's fantasy. We have elevators. You know, you haven't seen one yet, and I don't think maybe your brain can conceive of like the concept of like a lift, but like 
Not of an elevator specifically, no. How about TV? Definitely not. <laughs> Doesn't exist. No, there's nothing like cream. that. Also, <laughs> please don't mention other people's intellectual property on this podcast. Oh, please. I know you're going to edit it up. <laughs> I'm just going to shout out like brand names to things at random intervals. <laughs> <laughs> All right, do you, head, do you guys head back to headquarters? Yeah, so I guess we head back yeah. to headquarters after having a very underwhelming breakfast. Yeah, it's a disappointing... Well, okay, it wouldn't be disappointing if I don't think Tarn found it disappointing. Tarn likes fondue. Just depends on what your taste is. Caden likes fondue, too. He just wanted regular cheese. Well, then you should have gone to the regular cheese bar. Which <laughs> doesn't exist in Australian. It was just across the road. Okay, so you guys go back to headquarters, and... Um, I think Jim just kind of sees you coming and he's like, oh, oh, God, Ugh. just just I, I don't even want to look at you. Just go in. Just go in. Oh, give me your weapons, though, first. OK, we do that. Kids is like super annoyed with this guy. <laughs> when he takes your bone machete this time, he's like, oh, oh, God. Oh, <laughs> he just like takes it. He puts it in the corner. Yeah, whatever. Athens has seen that uh, machete a couple of times now, and uh, so I think he uh, he looks at Flower. He's like, "What what kind of creatures' uh, bones did you use to make that thing?" That's half of a, a crocodile's jawbone. Something that me me and my friend brought down out in the the river one time. Uh, she got the other half, and I got this one, and we made matching machetes. Cool. And uh, we look for Virginia's office. Yeah. yeah, so like, um, there's this office building there, um, and you guys can go in, and uh, there's like kind of like a secretary, like sitting at a front desk, and uh, she looks at you and she's like, "Oh, uh, yes, uh, I believe uh, Captain Virginia has been expecting you. If you just wait here a moment, I'll uh, I'll go tell her that you've arrived." And in just a few seconds, uh, sure enough, the secretary comes back, and Captain Virginia is with her. Uh, in her freshly pressed uniform, looking just as upright and uh, no-nonsense as usual. And uh, she looks really happy to see you. She's like, good, good. I'm I'm really pleased to see that uh, you guys are here. Um, did you guys uh, sleep well last night? Yeah, we had some really good fun, too. Oh, yes. Uh, at the Juicy Cheese Bar. I hear it's excellent. I hear people have a good time there. You bet they only have fondue for breakfast as well. <laughs> uh, yes, well, it's uh, it's kind of their their specialty. It's you can it's leave a fantasy Yelp review. It better be their specialty. It's the only thing they serve. So uh, yeah, if uh, you guys will follow me uh, back to my office, I uh, I have your first assignment that I would like to discuss with you. Um, and she sort of ushers you back and you walk through some corporate office space and uh, to her office door and uh, she sort of ushers you inside and uh, shuts the door. There's chairs, although um, I'm not sure Flower really sits in chairs. I sort of drape myself over. Okay. Definitely wasn't made for the. Yeah, maybe creaks a little bit. It's like... <laughs> but um, yeah. Uh, as long as you're comfortable, she's she's fine, and she sits down behind her desk. Well, she's like, I'm I'm really glad to see you guys have all gotten your gear and you're all rested and refreshed. I have quite the proposition to make to you three gentlemen. So recently, 
I have been overseeing a very special project here at the company, and I have been looking for new recruits who uh, have special skills that are especially suited to undertaking this project. In fact, uh, that's the whole reason we opened up the new recruiting station outside of town. You know, a lot of promising talent came through, but uh, when I saw you guys, I knew you three would be just perfect. You're just what I was looking for for this assignment. So first, a little bit of background on what you'll be doing. I don't know, uh, especially uh, you, uh, Mr. Anguissian, if you know anything about the history of this particular area. Uh, would you like me to roll a check? Oh, uh, sure. Go for it. Uh, 21. Oh, yeah. And that makes sense, because you have, uh, we've already established that you've studied some of the writing of the culture that used to be in this area. So yeah. you know that um, in ages past, we're talking like thousands of years ago, um, there was sort of an ancient civilization that lived around here, and they were actually descended from giants. Um, so something sort of like modern day Goliaths. Um, and they lived in the mountains that are a bit north of here, but their reach did extend uh, this far south. Um, and that's the civilization whose writing you recognized uh, when you were in the mock dungeon. Okay. So yeah, I'm not sure quite how versed you are in the history of this particular region, but uh, suffice to say that the area around here contains um, quite a few ruins from an ancient civilization that once made its home here. These people, you know, they, they were ancients, they were, you know, primitive in their culture and civilization, but as it happened, they were particularly connected to the, the ancient giants, uh, those creatures of the time of myth. And as a result, they were quite renowned for building great cities of stone and knowing ways to work and shape the earth. And they built many, many mighty cities, um, both here and, and elsewhere. But one of those cities was almost right where we are now, just a few miles north of here in those uh, wooded hills that you can see. And uh, the city was abandoned eons ago, of course, um, and, you know, fell into ruin and uh, eventually, you know, was uh, overtaken by the forest and, and buried. Almost none of it remained above ground. I'm, I'm not sure that many people even really remembered that it was here apart from historians and archaeologists and, you know, scholars interested in that sort of thing. Scholars have been interested in this this ancient civilization for some time, um, we know that they had magic of a sort, a very crude, of course. Uh, nothing is as great as, uh, of course, what our powerful empire has, but um, similar in a way to the magic that powered our own glorious capital city, magic that was used to create great works of infrastructure and uh, move water through aqueducts and bolster their defenses and wage war. And when this city fell into ruin eons and eons ago, we believe that much of that infrastructure was still mostly intact, even though the city was abandoned and it was buried underground. 
Our company uh, scholars believe that a year ago, during the event commonly called the Calamity, the ruins were disturbed in some way. We've collected reports from several locals going back to that time of an increase in strange activity around the area. Um, sudden rock slides, streams drying up or changing course, uh, strangely behaving plants and animals, that sort of thing. Uh, not not unusual reports from that time. But what was strange was that these events seem to have increased in frequency uh, up until about three months ago, uh, when we believe the situation reached some sort of tipping point. Um, the locals report that in the middle of the night there were severe earth tremors and what appeared to be flashes of light coming from over the hills. Now, the locals, of course, they have no idea what is actually going on, but as fantastical as this may sound, I have to tell you that the ruins unburied themselves that night, and they are now floating several hundred feet in the air. Uh, yeah, Athens nods, and he says that would explain the perimeter. Yes, the company uh, was hired to investigate the disturbance, and uh, we quickly established a perimeter around the whole site. We didn't want any busybodies poking around, and we certainly didn't want any unprofessional people wandering in and potentially getting hurt. The whole area is very unstable and potentially very dangerous. And of course, we want to ensure everyone's safety is our first priority. Now, the company and myself in particular as the head of this project, we were hired not only to protect and explore this phenomenon in the ruins, but also to retrieve a valuable artifact. We believe that a piece of the city's arcane machinery might still be intact, and that that might be part of the reason why the city is behaving so strangely the benefactor who hired the company has great hopes that this artifact could be of immense, immense value to society in these dangerous and troubled times. How so? Oh, well, simply the magical power that it wields. The fact that it uh, still retains some magical power after the great disturbance that happened. We, we want to research it to see exactly what its properties are and how those could potentially be harnessed for good. Perhaps it could help us rebuild some of our own infrastructure that collapsed. Uh, Athens kind of nods and he says, perhaps. It's definitely something that uh, is worth exploring. You just want us to waltz on over there? Well... So the company uh, has been working on exploring some of the ruins. We've already excavated and explored a, a small portion of it on one of the pieces that's uh, lowest to the ground and easiest to reach. However, we encountered some challenges uh, along the way, um, and that made it clear that we needed a dedicated special team to go in and help handle the situation. And that is where you three come in. Mr. Anguissian, uh, I believe, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you may have already uh, deduced that we based one of the puzzles in your trials off of a similar contraption that we discovered in our excavations already. It only makes sense that it was based off of something that you didn't fully understand, seeing as you left the runes on there but had no idea of their existence. 
Yes, that is quite a fascinating discovery, and that is precisely, precisely why I want you and the other two of you as well, especially, to be part of this team that I take into the ruins. Your knowledge of this culture's writing will prove invaluable. I've, I'm not sure I've met another scholar who has that knowledge. Uh, and Mr. Onyx Cobble, she turns to look at you, Caden, I believe you have a certain, let's say, affinity with uh, the element of air, do you not? Uh, yes, you could say that. Yeah, d uh, no, no need to worry. Uh, the company is very discreet about these matters, but uh, we'll be working up high. Your talents will prove very valuable as well. And as for you, uh, Mr. Flower, she's not sure what your last name is. Yeah, that's me. We'll definitely need a very capable fighter in order to stand a chance of completing this mission. I'll be accompanying you as well, and uh, oh, I can hold my own in a battle, but I'm uh, nothing nearly nearly as fierce or uh, as capable as, as you've shown yourself to be. Alrighty, so uh, just gonna go yeah. check out the ruins. So I'm sure that before we settle anything, I'm sure you're all interested in knowing about the remunerations for this particular uh, mission, seeing as how it's definitely something very dangerous and uh, needs skilled personnel. I am pleased to tell you that the company is prepared to offer each of you a hundred gold pieces up front as payment. And with that, she actually hands you each a small pouch containing a hundred gold. Now, uh, there will also be an additional 200 gold pieces as reward for each of you that uh, will be paid out once we successfully uh, retrieve the artifact from the city. And additionally, and this is quite the exception, the company has also decided that you may keep 100% of any other valuable items that we might find when we're up there. That's quite a bonus. Usually we only offer our employees a 5% cut. Yeah, with, the, uh, generous. with the exception of this uh, arcane source powering the city, I'm assuming. Oh, well, yes, uh, that goes without saying. Well, this seems... Sounds good to exactly me. Exactly what we wanted, yeah. yeah. Oh, excellent, excellent. I'm, I'm glad that you, that you are of the same mindset. Well, the ruins are only a few hours north of here. If we set out immediately, we can get there by early afternoon, and uh, we should be able to make some good headway uh, towards our goal. Do you all, yeah. uh, you all have your equipment? Did you purchase your uniforms and your company packs? Yep. Do uh -huh. I have to wear the uniform? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, we do require that all employees um, wear their uniforms while on duty. Does, does it fit over armor? <laughs> no, it kind of goes underneath. Okay. Yeah, just like normal clothes would. Most of their employees are not, uh, how do I say this? Most of the stuff they do wouldn't require like full armor. So like you guys are kind of unusual, right? That most of their employees are not uh, dungeon delving. Um, most of them are doing more mundane things like Tarn. I think he mentioned he like does construction and sometimes he works as a bodyguard. So like, yeah. The uniforms are more designed for people doing more mundane, ordinary, everyday tasks. But they'll fit under your armor. Okay. All right. Gotcha. 
yeah, was there anything else you guys wanted to take care of before you set off on your first assignment? I don't have anything else here to take care of. I don't have anything either. Let's uh, get out of here. All right. Well, in that case, so uh, there is a company wagon sort of like waiting for you guys. You guys can either ride in the wagon uh, or uh, you can ride on horseback beside it. Um, it. It doesn't matter. You can do whichever you want. I think I'm going to sit in the wagon. Yeah, I kind of figured. <laughs> Caden changes into his uniform. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm assuming you all you all get ready. Virtinia's ready too. You so, notice um she uh she dons some armor and um she also has uh, a pack. It looks more worn than you guys's, like it's had some use. Um and she uh when you guys leave, she gets back all your your weapons and equipment and stuff that you left with Jim. And um she also uh straps on some weapons of her own. She's got a sword um and a crossbow and stuff. So you said we could ride on a couple horses, or it's just a couple horses on the wagon? You can ride on a horse. Uh, I don't think you can ride on a couple horses. There's, well, yeah. There's, like, mean, a po- there's like a pony for you, if you want. Yeah. No, I don't ride on a horse. Well, you're a halfling. You yeah, can't... I don't ride on a horse. Okay. Are you going to do, like, side saddle? Like a, like a little kid on top of a big horse? Uh, no. Okay. You're... Can't reach You're doing the splits us, on top of a horse, then. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, like, I, I, I'm not trying to be a mean DM here. Just can like, I just ride like further up, like at the base of its neck. You can sort of cling to its neck, I guess. Like a koala, like a koala bear. I'll ride a pony. <laughs> You're the one who justify a halfling bra. <laughs> Bro, that's just, that's, like, your halfling legs, they're just shorter than human legs. <laughs> so they're not going to go, like, around the sides of the horse. You're going to either, like, do the splits on horseback, or you can ride side saddle. Or, like, maybe, I don't know, maybe if Athen was riding on the same horse, you could, like, balance in front of him. But I'm not sure if he's cool with that. Oh, I'll ride in the wagon. <laughs> okay, yeah, you can you can ride in the wagon if you want. Been with shamed into the wagon. All right, yeah, and Virtinia Virtinia's um driving the wagon. All right, uh, you guys head off, and uh, you guys are uh oh, Athanasius, are you riding a horse or are you in the wagon? I'm riding a horse. Okay, cool. Yeah, stately dragon man riding a horse. All right, and uh, you guys head north. Uh, out of town and very quickly you guys get in up into these sort of like uh, rocky foothills um, and they're very heavily forested so you're you're traveling through all these uh, wooded forest areas um, with large outcroppings of rock and um, it takes about four hours um, but then you guys round a bend and you get your first sight of the ruins uh, nothing in your wildest imaginations has prepared you for this site. Great chunks of earth and stone, uh, some only the size of boulders, but some as large as like entire city blocks are floating hundreds of feet in the air. All these hundreds, maybe even thousands of separate floating islands, uh, and many uh, have high walls and crumbling stone turrets and towers on top of them. Um, and this, these, uh, are the ruins of the ancient city of Kazadros. 
and actually, you can see even weirder things. You can see places where streams of water that are like flowing along the ground, all of a sudden they start flowing up into the air and like splashing on the undersides of these like floating earth islands. And uh, like a bunch of like uprooted trees with like, like still attached to like clods of like dirt are just sort of like gently bobbing like on the breeze um, with like their long roots just sort of like trailing in empty air. And like birds, just like flocks of birds wheeling overhead. Some of the highest like towers are lost in the clouds. Uh, it's, it's quite the sight. My gosh. Get dizzy just looking at it. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. You guys are going to be pretty high up there. Caden has Featherfall, right? Yeah, yes. that is a spell. 200%. Neat. <laughs> okay. We had this discussion last time about how high I could jump before casting Featherfall. Yep. Yep. Yes, I'm fortunately. Not sure if, uh, Flower was involved in that discussion or not. Oh. Oh, the, yeah, DM, after... the DM definitely took uh, that, the fact that a character had Featherfall into account when creating uh, this particular bit of scenery. <laughs> Otherwise, the DM might have been concerned uh, about uh, insta-killing uh, people's characters. But no fear. Featherfall is a I thing. I mean, can, can run out of spell slots pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. Well, you might just have to think about that <laughs> when you're going through. So these things are like several hundreds of feet in the air. Yes. Like, yeah, they get... Are, like, are the like highest that. like even thousands, you would say? Like... Uh, no. Not quite. Okay. I say in the clouds, but maybe it's like low clouds. Uh, you might be wondering why did the townsfolk not... Uh, oh, Cloud, you're so dumb. Why, why wouldn't the townsfolk be able to see the floating city? Um, it's kind of hidden by some of these hills. I say that they're hills, but they're actually kind of like foothills. Um, and so they do block the view pretty well uh, from the town. You wouldn't necessarily maybe be able to, to see... So yeah, it's pretty well hidden in these sort of rocky, mountainous foothills that are north of the town. So how how far away is the town? About, man, I don't know distances, man. Four hours by wagon. Several miles. Okay. Just shh. Good ways sh- out. It's a fantasy. <laughs> it's a fantasy. It's a it's a fantasy. Shh. It's probably just the pilot in me, like. I know. I know. Never see that. <laughs> I, they, they didn't see it. It's gonna be okay. This is suspended disbelief. Driving to St. Louis, you can see the arch from miles away, and it's only six hundred something feet tall. Well, the mountain, the hills are really tall. They're actually mountains. (laughs) I mean, if we're talking like, uh, yeah, I can, I can see why they wouldn't be seen. It's fine. It's okay. It's, it's bullshit. Like no, it's total bullshit. But it, it's a it's a D and D it's a D and D fantasy the podcast. Are, are going upwards. <laughs> yeah, but they're like really shit. small waterfalls. They're small. Also, like a collar below a thousand feet is really low collar. Okay. Okay. I take it back. There. I take it back. They're not. They're not in the clouds. I thought that would be poetic and cool, but it's it's not. So, because I mean, you could just have like a constant cloud layer around this forest, and that's fine. I do. Like, if it's a sunny day, then yeah, maybe the clouds help. I don't know. Okay, it's in the sky. <laughs> it's pretty high up there. 
but it's hidden by the hills, so the townspeople right. didn't see it. And that's all and you need. There, to, that's all you need to know. Are there ropes going up to the lowest level or something? Yeah. So you actually don't. You you can't quite see that stuff yet. Um, as you uh, as your wagon uh, sort of like rounds this bend, and you actually can see the ruins, which you couldn't see before. You actually, there are some guards uh, standing by the road. And um, Vertinia is driving the wagon. She doesn't, like, slow down or anything. Because, like, it's like a company wagon. It's got their, like, sign all over it. She's a very, like, clearly recognizable figure. Uh, you, Since she's heading this project, you think, yeah, like, she's probably been here, like, all the time for three months since they've been investigating. Um, but actually, um, one of the guards stands up and uh, he walks over. And so Vertinia kind of like slows the wagon down um, to talk to him. And uh, he kind of talks to her. You guys in the wagon, you guys are probably close enough to hear what he says, I would think, right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, okay. So uh, he kind of salutes her and he's like, Captain Vertinia, um... Uh, apologies for uh, stopping you, but I needed to. Uh, I need to report that um, there, there's been a potential breach of the perimeter. And she's like, "What?" He's like, "We're we're not sure. We're, honestly, we're not sure what happened exactly. We we don't ne- necessarily know that anyone got through. But this morning, uh, when we were making the rounds, we discovered one of the guards uh, was dead at his post. And she's like." what he's like um we're we're still trying to determine the cause of death it might have just been a you know like a wild animal uh, of course we've had incidents like that before uh the local wildlife has been very disturbed by you know some of the magical events that have been happening but uh we needed to inform you she's not happy she's kind of scowling and she's like okay um obviously uh continue your investigation into you know the cause of death send send a report up to me at a later time but uh, i have the team here ready we are uh going to press on with our exploration of the ruins and uh hopefully complete this this mission as quickly as possible before there are any more casualties and he sort of nods and and then salutes her again and then uh goes back to his post at the side of the road and and uh you're all able to continue along your way. Well, that's reassuring. <laughs> mm-hmm. Something could have gotten in or out. Or out. Yeah, you don't you don't really know. it for this week make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode and please give us a rating and review to help others join our adventure you can find out more about the show and how to get in touch with us on our website talesfromthetablecast.com and you can find us on twitter at table tales cast this podcast was edited and produced by me cloud our theme music is by adhesive wombat special thanks to matt marshall for all his help and advice i literally couldn't have done this without you This is your Dungeon Master, Cloud, and I hope you'll join us again next week on Tales from the Table.